Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 20th of May. I'm Tom Clayton. And I'm Laura Cook. Coming up, eastern Ukraine described as hell by the country's president. All this cannot have any military explanation for Russia. This is a deliberate and criminal attempt to kill as many Ukrainians as possible. And the US backs Finland and Sweden joining NATO. New members joining NATO is not a threat to any nation. It never has been. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in the east of Ukraine, a landscape described simply as hell by President Volodymyr Zelensky. Donbass is completely destroyed. All this cannot have any military explanation for Russia. This is a deliberate and criminal attempt to kill as many Ukrainians as possible, destroy as many houses, social facilities and enterprises as possible. This is what will qualify as the genocide of the Ukrainian people and for which the occupiers will definitely be brought to justice. Speaking in his nightly address, the Ukrainian president insisted that while his country's armed forces fight to liberate the Kharkiv region, Russian forces are exerting more pressure in the Donbass and Donetsk regions. He says the cleanup operation in Desna is uncovering how many people have been killed from constant missile strikes. The governor of the Lugansk region says a further 13 people have been killed in the attacks in the last 24 hours. It comes as British intelligence suggests Russia will continue to reinforce their efforts in the Donbass. Meanwhile, the first Russian soldier put on trial for war crimes in Ukraine has pleaded for forgiveness from the widow of the man he's been accused of killing. 21-year-old tank commander Vadim Shishimarin was asked in a court in Kyiv if he repented. Yes, I admit guilt. I understand that you will not be able to forgive me. I ask for forgiveness. Alexander Shelipov died in the northeast Ukrainian village of Chupakivka a few days after Russia's invasion on February the 24th. The widow told the court she heard shots fired from their yard and called out to her husband, who was wearing civilian clothes. The Kremlin has said it has no information about the trial and that the absence of a diplomatic mission in Ukraine limits its ability to provide legal assistance. As Ukraine suggests more than 10,000 war crimes have been committed since the war began, Russia still insists it is not targeting civilians. Meanwhile, the US Secretary of State says he's authorised an additional $100 million of military aid to Ukraine. Speaking at a meeting of the UN Security Council, Antony Blinken also accused Russia of using food as a weapon of war. The consequences of these actions have been devastating. The food supply for millions of Ukrainians and millions more around the world has quite literally been held hostage by the Russian military. 
It comes as the UK sends 11 million more medical supplies to Ukraine. Antibiotics, PPE and respirators are among supplies being sent, with ambulances also expected to be delivered in coming weeks. It's thought 16 million people in Ukraine are still in need of humanitarian aid. The US president has said Sweden and Finland have his full, total and complete backing as they move to become NATO members. In a drastic geopolitical change for Europe, both countries submitted their applications this week to be part of the alliance. But speaking alongside the Finnish and Swedish prime ministers at the White House, President Biden emphasised that NATO exists for defensive purposes. So let me be clear. New members joining NATO is not a threat to any nation. It never has been. NATO's purpose is to defend against aggression. That's its purpose, to defend. As President Biden hosted both Finland and Sweden's leaders, he said that the countries would strengthen the alliance. Speaking in the Rose Garden, President Sauli Ninisto said Finland was ready to play its part. As NATO allies, we will commit to Turkey's security just as Turkey will commit to our security. We take terrorism seriously. We condemn terrorism in all its forms and we are actively engaged in combating it. Russia has warned of consequences to its expansion as it sees NATO as a threat. Earlier this week, Turkey moved to block NATO's expansion as President Erdogan labelled Stockholm as a terrorist nest and suggested he was reluctant to totally cut ties with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Coming up. Female television presenters in Afghanistan ordered to cover their faces and Canada bans Chinese tech giant. Times of London Daily World Briefing To the UK now, where a four-month-long police inquiry into lockdown-busting parties has concluded. Operation Hillman has brought about a total of 126 fines to 83 people. Fixed penalty notices for events including bring-your-own-booze garden parties in May 2020, Prime Minister Boris Johnson's 56th birthday gathering, leaving drinks in November 2020 for one of his senior aides, and a Christmas party. Boris Johnson was given one fine for breaking Covid rules. Now the PM has overhauled his Downing Street operation, with a shake-up involving the creation of a streamlined team of officials working for him, under the leadership of his permanent secretary. The publication of senior civil servant Sue Gray's separate reports into coronavirus lockdown gatherings in Downing Street and Whitehall is expected next week. Times Radio's political correspondent Charlotte Ivers has been following the story from the start and says it's unclear how much more detail we'll get. At this stage in the game, it looks like the Sue Gray report might have fairly limited information published in it, which means that it is unlikely to cause major problems for the Prime Minister. I think Parliament probably does provide a bit more of a threat to him, but this is the immediate challenge ahead of him. What is in the Sue Gray report? And frankly, at this stage, we really don't know. Well, the Times of London has reported that Sue Gray's been left frustrated by the Met's approach and she's struggling to finish her report because the police won't tell her who they find. The UK Justice Secretary and Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab says the public will find out names if those people are publicly accountable. Uh, of course, if it's a politician or a minister, that uh, already happens. Uh, uh, whether it's uh, right in relation to civil servants, I think is a question for 
uh, Sue Gray and the Metropolitan Police. Um, but certainly in relation to the politicians, uh, that already happens. We move now to Afghanistan, where female television presenters are being asked to cover their faces when on air. Taliban authorities announced the move on Thursday, just days after women were ordered to cover their faces in public. It's a return to a policy of the past hardline rule and an escalation of restrictions that are causing anger at home and abroad. While some channels have already implemented the new rule, the advice officially begins on Saturday. Most Afghan women wear a headscarf for religious reasons, but many in urban areas such as Kabul don't cover their faces. During the Taliban's last rule from 1996 to 2001, it was obligatory for women to wear the all-encompassing blue burqa. A spokesman for the Taliban's Ministry of Vice and Virtue said the media channels accepted this latest advice very happily and the move would be well received by Afghans. It hasn't been made clear what would happen if networks refused to follow the advice. To Canada, where two of China's largest telecom equipment names, Huawei and ZTE, have been banned from the country's 5G networks. Canada's industry minister, Francois-Philippe Champagne, made the announcement in Ottawa on Thursday, saying the country is joining the rest of the so-called Five Eyes intelligence sharing network to protect national security. This has never been a race. This is about taking the right decision. This is about providing a framework to protect our infrastructure, and I would say in a 5G world, in the Internet of Things, at a time where we rely more and more in our daily lives from our network, uh, this is... Uh, the right decision, and uh, we are pleased to announce it today because that will secure our network for generations to come. The Five Eyes Network, which consists of Canada, the United States, Britain, Australia and New Zealand, has already introduced the ban. In September 2018, Canada first announced it would review the possible threats to national security in adopting Huawei equipment. The decision has been widely expected but was delayed over diplomatic tensions with China. Neither Huawei or ZTE have commented. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With latest from Thursday's action at the PGA Championship Golf, here's John Jackson. Rory McIlroy is the first-round leader at golf's second major of the year, the PGA Championship. The Northern Irishman carded a 65-5 under par opening round to give him a one-shot lead at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. McElroy was grouped with American pair Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth, but says the course layout means he didn't feel too much pressure. Here it's big wide corridors. I feel like there's a lot of room, so it doesn't feel quite as quite as boisterous as it uh, usually does. Americans Will Zalatoris and Tom Hoagie are one shot back from the lead, while their countrymen Matt Kuchar, Justin Thomas and Mexico's Abraham Anser came in two shots behind. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. It's been 36 years since Maverick has taken to the skies, but on Thursday night, Tom Cruise was back on the red carpet for the Top Gun premiere. The eagerly awaited sequel to the 1986 movie has so far received glowing reviews, with the return of hotshot fighter pilot Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Critics who've already seen it have been wowed by the aerial combat scenes. Prince William and Kate attended the premiere in London, revealing their children were gutted to miss the glitzy screening being held on a school night. Tom Cruise says he's thrilled to be back on the red carpet. I'm stepping it up. You know, it's just my interest in life, I think, and my love of what I do. And 
I've always enjoyed it, and I just, you know, it's like I'm enjoying it even more now. And particularly after the past couple of years, to just have an event like this is extraordinary. And finally, the Greek composer Vangelis has been described as a pioneer of electronic sound following his passing age 79. Fully named Evangelos Odysseus Papathanasiou, in 1981 he composed one of the most iconic film soundtracks of all time. Chariots of Fire will be remembered as one of his greatest works, along with the 1982 sci-fi classic Blade Runner. Fellow composer Jean-Michel Jarre said... We will all remember your unique touch and your moving melodies forever. Bear McCreary, who composed scores for TV shows such as Battlestar Galactica and The Walking Dead, described Vangelis as a true musical pioneer. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 20th of May. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.